This is Live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee because together we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. Live from Los Angeles, we come together each day to know the truth, live on spiritual principles, align with the universal law, and break through all limited beliefs within our subconscious mind so that we can claim our birthright of prosperity vitality, and love. We also come together in community in Soul Society and New Thought Global, and our vision is to be the number one spiritual community committed to enlightenment, empowerment, and entrepreneurship. We truly believe that when somebody awakens, they have a gift and a message to bring to the world, and together we are awakening the world. So today, I want to talk about how to meditate. We're basically doing a club. It's called the 22 minute club. Hashtag 22 min club, which is uh, basically going into a silent meditation for 22 minutes a day and then hashtagging and um, and being able to spread the kind of infectious uh, idea for other people to meditate. So how this happened was Boy, let's just go there, okay? So 23 years ago, I was, I was, how old was I? I was 24 years old. I began my spiritual journey at 22 when I had my stillborn, uh, fullborn, full-term son. And a year later, I had had my son, who now is 25 years old. And I remember I was, I was sitting with my son and, um, he was actually had just gone down for a nap and I was sitting there next to next to him. I was just watching him. I was literally just watching who he was, the miracle that he was as this little, little guy, you know? And I just felt so miserable inside. I just felt like I, I wasn't even in that room. I was sitting there as like a glimpse of actually seeing him. And I just realized that I never even, I never had even seen my son. I feel like I, I, I felt like I was a mom that wasn't really even there. I wasn't even present for my own son. I was always, my mind was always somewhere else. I need to get something done. Or, you know, what, what hasn't happened today? Or has somebody text or neck text or just stressed out? And I just was not a present mom. I didn't have the tools to actually be in that beautiful space of, of this little baby. And I realized in that moment that I had to change. I had, I had to change, you know. And I had moments, of course, we had moments and moments of moments of recommitting to to do our work. And I was reading, of course, I was really obsessed with spiritual work, and I couldn't afford to get a spiritual coach. There was probably not, no such thing at that point in time, a long time ago. And I, I didn't have any money, so what I could afford was a book. And I was reading a Deepak Chopra book, and um, in the book it said to meditate for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening. And I began to do that. It was very hard. I would go into meditation, and I had what they call monkey mind like crazy. It was literally just awful. It was like taking fingernails and going down a chalkboard. And I could not meditate, but I thought I it was the only thing that I'd read that was consistent through the books that I'd read and through the great minds that I'd learned of, that they all meditate. They all would refer to meditation. So I thought, there, there has to be something here. And I don't know what it is, but it's like going to, you know, it's like 
Wizard of Oz and Dorothy going down the yellow brick road. She just knows that she has to get to this this the city and to um, you know the man behind the curtain, if you will. She didn't know what it was going to bring, but she just knew, and all signs were directing her towards that, and she had to go to that city. And that's what I felt about meditation. I didn't know what it was like to meditate. I didn't know what was on the other side of that curtain. I didn't know um, anything. I just knew that it, all signs were pointing that if I just did that, there was going to be something on the other side of the veil. So I began to meditate and it was awful. I, I really couldn't even meditate for five minutes at first. It was torture. And I everything, my mind would trick me. You know, I would think, well, I don't have time to meditate or you know, I got to get up and do this to-do list or my son needs me or whatever. Everything would get in my way of meditating. But it was like a knowing. There was a knowing that if I just went past that wall, if I just stayed in meditation, I knew at a core of who I was that there would be something miraculous on the other side. So I kept doing it. It was one thing I did consistently and not very well. Five minutes here, three minutes there. 10 minutes there, but I, I just knew, I knew that if I just stuck with it and I began to break through the wall. And as I've said through another podcast, I kind of had my whole spiritual journey and I disclosed everything that went through that. And the point is, is this, is that meditation was this, I call it the infinite journey because what happened was as I began to break through the monkey mind, I began to get into, you know, that that gap, that observer. And I began to watch my thought forms kind of drift by like clouds. And sometimes I'd entangle them and it was like all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm with my girlfriends down, you know, hanging out at a cafe. And I'm like, wait, 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 I'm in meditation. Let me come back to this present moment. And I, you know, release that. And then all of a sudden I'm stressed doing my bills, trying to like, you know, think about all the things I need to get done. And I'm like, wait, 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 breathe again. Come back to the present moment. And the point is, is that if you just come back, it's like a muscle that I kept building. I kept building. I kept building. And I come back to that present moment. And I come back to the breath. And I come back to that gap and release the thought forms and just be. And it was such a concept. I had never ever experienced anything like that, to just be without thinking, without the brain, without that entanglement of of all the doingness, the past, the future, the this, the that, all of that. And I'd come back and I'd come back and I'd come back. And then what would happen is I remember there was a point in time that I thought, oh my gosh, I have really advanced in meditating because I can actually go in there without entangling with thought forms. I can actually just be. And I thought, oof, I have just, I am a great meditator, right? And it was, it was a a big advancement for me. And then what would happen is I would go into meditation and I wouldn't even necessarily want to come out with an answer, but I'd go in kind of not having clarity around a certain area of my life and I go into meditation and with no expectations because one of the things we practice in silent meditation is not wanting to get anything out of it because it's not visioning work it's not prayer work it's not any of those things the intention is to empty the mind and allow the truths of the universe to stream in so but I would go in in some confusion in my life in 
you know, different areas, whether it be in my relationship, I'd be confused about how to deal with an argument or an upset or whatever, or I would go in with business and think, you know, how am I going to get that next sale or whatever it is? And each time I would go into meditation, I would naturally come out kind of knowing the answer to things. And as the universe is saying yes right now, because there's an ambulance that's going by that say, yes, 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 there's a sign here, right? And we have to listen to the signs of the universe. So as I began to go more and more into meditation, I would have more of these kind of really cool things that would happen, right? Like, it was like, okay, cool. That was a little bonus to that meditation, right? But then something happened. And I began to break through this wall. And I began to what I call astro project, or you could say wherever you go in consciousness. And I'd have these profound experiences in meditation. I would go to people and places and circumstances and past lives. And it began to be like that, the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, you know, that book, that famous book where they open this wardrobe, there's these, I think, I forget what the book was about exactly, but I think it was these little children, and they'd go in and they'd play. And they'd open up this wardrobe in one of the rooms in their home, and they'd go down into this, they'd go on an adventure into different worlds. And so for me, that was what meditation was like. It was this place I'd go in there, and I didn't have any expectations of where I was going, but all of a sudden I'd be in the Himalayas, meditating with monks, or I'd be with a mother that was holding her dead baby, crying. Or I would go to um, and be with different deities. Or I'd go down to being a little girl in, in sadness and being able to hold her again. Wherever I went, it was this infinite journey. I'd go to different galaxies. I'd be able to understand and go into the mind of, of that person that was mean to me or looked weird to me on driving next to me on the street, I'd be able to know what was going on with them. I'd be able to go visit my mom and I'd be able to understand and have compassion about what was going on for her. And I'd speak to her in consciousness and I'd heal something in consciousness. And so I began to it was the most precious thing of my life, this thing called meditation, this this place I could go in consciousness and and it, it was just became this most beautiful. I'd spent hours and hours and hours in meditation. I would literally, my eyes would pop open at four o'clock in the morning because I was so excited to go back into that infinite journey, into that wardrobe, into that place where I could go anywhere in consciousness, going through the veil and recognizing my oneness and, and knowing that I could go in a journey. And I didn't know where it was going to take me today. So then as, as all the truths stream through, the, the truths of the universe, everything from the universal laws to the wisdom of our oneness and all the metaphysics and all the stuff, understanding and learning out in the world through getting you know my, my spiritual practitioner and, and becoming a minister and, and understanding the metaphysics of life, he would also stream through in consciousness. So it was a really great to have the balance of doing both. But then what happened was I came to Los Angeles. I came to Los Angeles some years back. 
because I had a mission and spirit had spoken through my higher self that I really wanted to finish up my doctorate out here. And I wanted to also, um, it was called to get into media, knowing that the whole world looks to Los Angeles and to media for, and isn't, you know, they're touched, they're, they're impacted, they're programmed through media. And spirit was kind of ebbing me towards media because I can bring truth and do it in an entertaining way. And so I came to Los Angeles and what happened was I, I was so fed. I was so fed by the years and years and years I had spent for hours and hours in meditation and with divine and with deities coming and all this infinite wisdom that came through. That when I came to Los Angeles, my spiritual practice of meditation went down significantly. My spiritual practice of practicing with every breath of my life and getting in right mind every day and the discipline of my spiritual practice grew exponentially in the concrete jungle of Los Angeles. But my meditation and my touching on that divine went down and down and down. And I began to feel a little bit, it was like my, that bliss, that nectar began to decrease. But my power and my stance of knowing who I am in the world got stronger because I was really practicing this chapter of, of the truth of who I am. And my only prayer, I only have one prayer, People pray for things. They pray for their soulmate. They pray for, you know, to make a million dollars. They pray for to get skinnier. They pray for whatever it is, right? I don't, I only have one prayer. And my prayer is to be connected with source, with divine, because I know in that, that everything is added. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, right? But seek ye first the kingdom, right? The heaven within. Because we recognize when we, when we seek that temple, when we seek that heaven, when we seek and go there to the kingdom, to the heaven, to the realm that is divine, and the righteousness, the right mind, our cupeth runneth over. Our cupeth runneth over and all things are added infinite, infinite potential, infinite innovation, infinite, infinite everything, relationships beyond our wildest dreams, vitality and health and beyond the body. And money, of course, money, because it all flows. It's a currency, right? And in that flow of being one with divine, things just open up, doors open. People are, you have charisma. They want to do business with you. They want to be friends with you. They want to, you know, be with you, all the above. And so my only prayer is to be connected to source. So I've been praying lately because I just felt like as much as I know who I am, as much as I feel like it's all divine, it's not like this isn't connected and this is connected because it's all one thing going on. But I've been praying lately to really get deep, deep, deep back into that infinite field, into that adventure into the infinite journey of meditation because I've, I've been meditating over the years but just not to the extent that I used to and so as a coach you know it is my my joy to have accountability and um and come together in community to 
to inspire one another in what we're truly committed to. And one of the greatest things I've noticed um, in, in training, you know, many women around the globe is that whatever it is that they really want to embody, the best thing to do is to give it away and hold yourself accountable for it. So hence, you know, we have these soul circle calls and things like that, where if they want to embody um, a different distinction, teach universal law or teach conscious relationship or teach spiritual business or whatever it is, if they keep teaching it, they will get to keep it. There's like a law in this universe where if you give it, a, if you, you know, in order to have it, you got to keep, you got to give it away. You've got to teach, if you want it, you want to embody it, you've got to give it away. So I'll have um, the women do consistent challenges or soul circle calls to give away consistently what they want to really embody um, fully. And this is what came to me. I was like, okay, so if I want to commit to deep, deep meditation again, profound meditation, how am I going to give that away to have that, right? So we came up with a little fun challenge and the challenge is hashtag 22 men club, meaning 22 minute club. And the reason why, because number one, 22 is my favorite number. I don't know what it is, but I just love that number. I know that it's like, it resonates for me like I'm in synchronicity of my life. It's like my sign. So, and obviously I do more than a 22 minute meditation, but when I'm getting back in, it's like going to the gym. You know what I mean? When you first get back to the gym, it's kind of hard. It's like, it's hard. It's, it's not easy. And if you tell yourself you're going to do some huge workout, you most likely won't do it. But if you just go, well, I'm just going to start the walk. And then all of a sudden you're jogging and running, right? If you just start a little bit, then if I just kind of walk to the gym, then maybe I'll feel like working out, right? So that's kind of the way I feel about 22 minutes of silent meditation in that it's long enough because what happens when I first get back into the gym of meditating, my monkey mind is going crazy, right? And I generally, it takes some time to break through that. And I feel like if I went, say, 11 minutes, it's not enough time sometimes to break through that wall. But 22 minutes, I've found, is always, you're always through that wall for myself um, before 22 minutes. It might be 15 minutes. It might be at 11 minutes. And then as I keep doing it, it might go down to a few minutes, you know, until I break through that monkey mind. But 22 minutes feels like it's not too long to where it's undoable, but it's not small enough to where you don't really actually get in there and get connected. So it's super fun because the challenge is this. The challenge is to go into silent meditation. And what is silent meditation, right? I teach meditation and there's many different, there's infinite ways of meditating. And there is basically a gradient of meditating. On one side is where we focus the mind. We have centered meditation. We do mantra meditation. We, we do a very specific intention, okay? And we direct, if you will. On the other spectrum of meditation, it's emptying the mind, really getting into that beingness and opening our consciousness so much that the truths of the universe can stream in, right? We become receptive. We, we, we become receptive. And on the other spectrum of the meditation, we, we, we direct energy upon universal mind, okay? So in this silent meditation, my invitation for you is to go into a 22-minute silent meditation. That means this, no mantras, no putting on music, no listening to a guided meditation, and no going in with something, wanting to get something out of it. I think one of the biggest pitfalls people do 
is they go in hoping for a sign, trying to get a mental picture, trying to manifest something, trying to get something. That is not what silent meditation is. In fact, it's quite the opposite. You need to go in without any intention other than just connecting and listening and being there with your higher self, with the beloved within the divine. Not having any expectation, not judging if you have monkey mind or not, not not having attachment to where it goes, but literally just being with what is. And in this, I recommend, you know, obviously being in a place where you're not going to be disturbed. And I recommend turning your phone on airplane mode so you don't have Wi-Fi going through, but turning also on your an alarm. Because what happens is as you go into a 22-minute meditation and say you're just going to, you know, open your eyes and get the clock, it's going to feel like forever going, you know, forever because you're going to constantly want to look at the clock and two minutes feels like 10 minutes, right? You're like, oh, why is it taking so long? So getting in there, setting your alarm for 22 minutes so that you can just fully be in there and, and your mind's going to want to have you come out. It's going to want you to do your to-do list. It's going to tell you all the reasons, you know, your body might be uncomfortable. You think, you know, oh, I, I, you think you can think of everything. Your mind is going to play tricks on you of why to get out of that 22 minute silent meditation. But my invitation is for you to have the discipline to just be with it and commit to those 22 minutes, setting the alarm and allowing the miracle to happen. Meaning that just being with what is. That's the miracle. So last night, and I've been doing these 22 minutes, and what happens is when I break through the wall and I start getting into that nectar of life, that nectar within, sometimes I feel like I'm like drugged when the 22-minute uh, alarm goes off, and sometimes I'll reset it, okay? don't You don't have to do that, okay? But for me, it's like, it is a beautiful, the 22 minute is a minimum commitment for me. And if I feel so inspired, I'll go another or another, okay? And maybe multiple throughout the day or not, but I make sure to do one. And so in this last night, I was, I was meditating. I was actually with a girlfriend, a dear friend, and, and we do meditation together. I love doing meditation with my friends that are very highly woke. And we set the alarm for 22 minutes and I went in, of course, and it was only a few minutes in that my monkey mind began to stop and my the right and left hemisphere of my brain started connecting. And then there I went. I was up in this temple in the top of the Himalayas and I actually was within this monk. He was young. He was probably in his 20s or something like that. And I was inside of him, literally in his consciousness. And his consciousness was speaking to me and he was saying, it's, I understand, I understand that it's hard to do your spiritual practice sometimes in the concrete jungle of Los Angeles, but all you need to do is just come here and be with me, be with me, be in my heart, be in my consciousness and connect with divine at such a profound level. And I just sat there and there just, just feeling the connection, feeling that divine connection, that total overflowing of the cup, the total bliss, the total nectar. And then I journeyed again, and I went to myself as a little a little baby at six months old, and I was in a crib at my grandmother's house. My mother and father had left me for a month at six months old as I went over to Europe, and my grandmother was not so nice. And I was sitting in this crib crying and crying and crying as a little baby, and I picked myself up and I held myself in my own arms. 
and I began to calm down as the baby and begin to feel so whole and so held and so loved and so safe. And then my conscious came back and I sat in this beautiful space of total bliss and total overflowing and tears of joy streamed down my face. And right then the alarm went off. I clicked off and then I sat back in the meditation and I just said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm back. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. And the most sacred thing of my life is my divine connection. It is the most sacred part of my life. It is so beautiful in that journey. And so I just think, oh my gosh, if we can touch one person's life with the 22-minute club, if we can hashtag just one thing, we're not promoting anything, we're not selling anything, just the point and the purpose is to inspire one person to go within and touch on their divinity. And so I just know today is a beautiful day to open that wardrobe, to step in and fly into consciousness, into the realms of the oneness, into that dimension that is dimensionless. And I just say yes, yes, yes to this incredible infinite journey of meditation. Have a beautiful day and may you live your truth. And again, I invite you, I really invite you to spread this hashtag. Hashtag 22MINCLUB, 22 Men Club. Post a picture of yourself on your Instagram stories or wall or Facebook or anywhere on social media. Hashtag let people know about it. Go into a 22-minute silent meditation. Set your alarm, no mantra, no guided meditation, no music. And let's just allow the miracle to happen. I'm so, I I don't know if I've ever been so excited for something just because I just know this is the greatest gift that I ever gave myself is to discipline myself to go into silent meditation. I love all kinds of meditation. I love kundalini yoga. I love breath work. I love, you know, all different types of meditation. But silent meditation, for me, is where the magic happens. So give it a try. Have a beautiful day. And may you live your truth. Thank you for tuning in to Society and Dr. Aaron Podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to society.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations, and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Soul Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Soul Society. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.